Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, as we gather here to get this series kicked off, or this uh, sermon kicked off, I've got a question for you again. I've kind of been starting a question. So, who did you want to be like when you were a kid? So you want, you can leave a response. Who do you want to be like when you were a kid? Now, that might depend on what generation you lived in. I mean, if you, if you lived a number of generations ago, maybe you wanted to be a cowboy like, you know, Will Rogers. Or, or maybe you wanted to be, you know, someone like one of the Power Rangers. You know, or, or maybe you had some idea of being an astronaut and exploring space. For me, as a kid, when I think about one of the persons I wanted to be like when I grew up, you know, I wanted to be like Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, you know? You can shoot the webs, choo, choo, choo. And I got to do the sound effects, by the way. And, you know, shoot the webs out. You can crawl on the wall. I used to do that growing up. I didn't crawl on the walls growing up, but I, I would put my feet up against you know, the walls in the hallway of our house, and I'd crawl up, or I'd do that in the door frames. My mom's online, she could tell you. She took pictures of me doing that, and I've seen pictures of other kids do that too. But I'll do that, you know, I love being like Spider-Man, my favorite superhero. He's just fun. Just imagine you could swing around in webs and do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Maybe that's why right now one of my favorite kinds of push-ups to do if you like push-ups is called the Spider-Man push-up. A lot of fun hurts, but a lot of fun. Who would you want to be like when you were a kid? You know, as kids, we tend to look up to people, to, to the adults in our lives, whether they are sports heroes or superheroes, whether they're a teacher or someone else in our community, a leader, and even and, and often our parents, you know, to be like them. Now, if you listen to Christian music, there was a, a number of, of years ago, back in, in the 90s, um, Phil, Phillips, Craig, and Dean at a song that says, I want to be just like you. And, and the story goes, the song was somewhat influenced by this experience that he had of when he was mowing the lawn and his son was mowing the lawn with him. And, and, and as he did that, you know, and if you've ever done this before, ever seen kids that do this before, and it's not just maybe when you're mowing the lawn, you know, they're doing something and, and your kids, you know, are just following along with you, whether it's your own kids or your grandkids or, you know, as a teacher. And so as dad was mowing the lawn, he, he saw that his son was following behind him, doing just like he did. And he's walking with a limp. And see, dad walked with a limp because dad had polio. And that inspired him to say, you know, I want to be just like you, Jesus, because he wants to be like me. And as we think about ourselves as, as parents, as grandparents and aunts and uncles, as a community of believers, how do we, how do we help them to live a love in the grace of Jesus? Well, the, the text we're going to focus in are these words here from Deuteronomy that Micah read for us just a little earlier. Deuteronomy 6, 6. I encourage you, let's read these words together. Take to heart these words that I give you today. Take to heart these words. Make these words a part of who you are. Make these words, you know, a part of what shapes who you are, shapes and molds, you know, how we live and how we speak and how we interact with one another and how we respond to the things that are unfolding in our daily lives and the world around us. And as we do that, that especially is true for us as a community of believers and as, as parents and other role models for children and, and for youth. 
And one of the things that we tend to slip into with it, you know, when we look at this text here in Deuteronomy and we talk about parenting, you can write books and make money on writing books about parenting and Christian parenting, is we tend to make it a formula. You know, follow this formula and you'll have no problems. Follow this formula and you've done your duty, you've checked the box. But here's the truth, and I'm going to put this one on the screen for you. Parenting is more about faith than formula. Parenting is more about faith and formula. So go back to that text in Deuteronomy 6.6. You know, make these words a part of who you are. It's not about a formula that we follow in as much as it is living out this faith that we have. So really, there are two points here we're going to touch on as we take a look at this text from Deuteronomy. The first is this point here. Love God with every fiber of your being. Love God, that's where it begins. It begins by loving God with every fiber of your being. Now that begins, of course, knowing that God loves us. That God in Jesus Christ loved the world so much that he gave his son for us. So we love as we have been loved. We love God because he first loved us. But Deuteronomy 6, 5, let's read these words together. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, these words, you might say, that sounds kind of familiar. Didn't Jesus say something like that? Yes, he did. In the Gospels, it records an encounter that Jesus has with this, you know, young religious leader who's trying to justify that, hey, I've obeyed all the commandments. I've checked all the boxes. I've done my duty, and I've done a good job. And he comes to question Jesus, like, how can I be certain that I've done everything I needed to do? And Jesus, you know, says, well, what does it say? And, you know, this is what it says. He quotes these words here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And Jesus says these words here right after he says this. This is the, great, the greatest, sorry, and the most important commandment. So if you're going to take all the commandments and everything together, I mean, the first thing you have to do is you love God. You, you, you take these words, you take this relationship with God, and it's a relationship with his grace and love, and you make it a part of who you are. It's the very fabric of who you are, every fiber of your being, your heart. And your heart is not just your physical heart. Your heart is not just your emotions. Your heart is what motivates you and what shapes you. It motivates and shapes your decisions and your attitudes and how you respond to life. That God's love shapes us. So think about that as you think about, you know, parenting, as you think about teaching, as you think about how we model our faith to others, how we show others what it means to be loved by God, what it means to be in relationship with God, is that the love we have with God shapes us, as his love shapes and changes our lives every moment. So we live in that grace and forgiveness. This is the greatest and most important commandment. This is where it starts. So it starts with then us, you know, loving God with every fiber of our being, the very heart of our, all of our strength, all of our soul. And then it goes from here as this text continues. Teach them to obey every chance you get. Every chance, every opportunity, teach them to obey. Now, one of the things that we tend to do, and we're going to read this text in just a moment, is we tend to make this, again, a check the box. But let's read this text, and I'm going to walk through it. A couple of verses here we're going to read together. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home or away, when you lie down or get up. We're going to keep reading here. Write them down and tie them around your wrist and wear them as headbands, as a reminder. 
Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, if you've ever been to Israel or seen pictures there, I know Dale has been there before, and others of you have traveled overseas and been to the Holy Land. You know there are people who take this quite literally. I mean, if you see them, they've got these headbands, and they've got those scriptures right there on their forehead and on their wrist, and, and they, they, they take these words literally that they're going to go, and they're going to wear God's word. And, you know, we, we do this, like, you know, writing on the door frames. Years ago, I know my wife and I, some folks in Omaha that we knew, they invited all the, the friends from the congregation to come. They were building a house. And on the frames of their house and the door frames, they invited folks to write down any scripture verse they wanted to write down. Just so that became part of their house, their home, God's word. You know, you might think, well, that seems kind of strange. You know, I know it's not that I've got to just have the God's word there. But I think sometimes in the church circles, in our Lutheran circles, you know, we sometimes do the same thing. We kind of do a check-the-box faith. Have I brought my kids to Sunday school? Check. Have I gone through confirmation and then memorized certain parts of the catechism, which they may not remember anymore? Check. You know, did I send them to a Lutheran school? Check. You see, it's more than just checking the box. It's teaching them. And teaching them is not just, again, about obeying the law of God. That is definitely part of that. But understanding God's law. Here, the word law is not laws and just this, but it's God's word. And God's word ultimately is Jesus Christ. God's word in the flesh is God's love and God's grace. And Deuteronomy is a great text. I mean, Deuteronomy, we we see a, a people of God, as Moses is speaking to them here, a people who failed God many times. And God continued to forgive them, continued to allow them to return, to repent, and show his grace and his mercy, just like God continues to do for us. And that's one of the greatest things we can teach and mentor to our children and share with one another is the love and grace that God has for us. So even after these words here, Jesus says this here in Matthew. Let's read these words together. The second is like it, the second commandment that is. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So again, this love that we have, this modeling, this teaching that we have is a love with us and God and God's love for us, but it's also then our love for others. Definitely those in our household and those who are close to us, yes. Those who are part of our faith community. But love for all others. Learning to understand what it means to live and share God's love and grace. And, and teaching our children, again, is not just on Sunday mornings, because parenting our kids and faith parenting is not just Sunday morning and not just during confirmation time, but it's every day, every opportunity. From the time we get up to the time we go to bed, from the small daily moments that happen, you know, to the big world events. So think about right now, if you're watching the news with your children, and sometimes that can be unsettling stuff, how do you talk about that through faith? Not, again, not just with the law, but with God's grace and God's love and God's compassion for all people. That way, as we understand what it means to help model and how to shape and mold the faith and life of young ones, that we do so understanding God's love for us and living that love out with one another and with all others. Because, again, parenting, and not just parenting, following Jesus, really, is more about faith than it is some kind of formula. It's about living the love and responding to the love that God has for us, the grace that he has for us in Jesus Christ. So here's the challenge for us then. So this is, again, taking these concepts, not just giving some kind of formula for this, but saying, how do we live this out? Is what action can you take to show God's grace and love in your life this week? 
If you were to think about things that are going on, you know, in your household, maybe where you work, as you think about things going on, as you're watching the news or scrolling through the news on your social media and, and, and phone, what action can you take through your words, through, through your posting, through your physical actions can you do to show God's grace and love this week? How can you show God's grace and love to those you love, to those you know, to those you don't know? That we continue to show the love that our God has for us in Jesus Christ. That's living out these words. That they become a part of who we are. Not just on a Sunday morning while we're checking in online or checking in here in person. But as we live each and every moment. Let's pray. God, we thank you and we praise you for the great gift of your love. We pray, Lord, that your love would fire up our love for you. That we will love you with the very fiber of our being. And Lord, we thank you for the times we fail to love you you still love us. For the times, Lord, we fail to love others and to show your love to others, you continue to love us, continue to forgive us. And Holy Spirit, you empower us to continue to love, to love as we have been loved. Lord, let us do more than a check-the-box kind of parenting and mentoring and teaching the children and youth of our congregation and of our families. Help us to model what it means to live in your love. Through this, we pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.